0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C.
1: Well, hello there, and welcome to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Bench. We're so happy that you're here today.
0: Ah, that's good, Joe. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee.
2: Great job, everybody! So? What do you think? You would want us to consider the ramifications. Hey, guys. Why is no one talking? oh hey I'm digging the hair my arm feels different it's fixed it doesn't feel the same Cool, sim take it easy let sims explain i don't feel the same why because you're an lmd no 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 was that necessary there's no easy way to say it
0: a state-of-the-art life model enhanced with advanced
2: chronic hardware How do I know that word? Why am I... Oh. I died. I died and I came back. Not me. I died and we said goodbye and I came back. I died again and came back.
0: What do we do? we fix this. I don't know how. It's a lot of data flooding his mind. cousin. I'm here. Okay, so just, just take a breath.
2: Do I breathe?
0: You are OK. You are OK.
2: No, I'm not OK. I'm not him. I look like him. Pachakutik. May, don't! May. No, that that was not your fault. And that Lydia's was not- It is magical. Talbot. Tahiti. Who's like us? Goodbye. Fitz! Oh, God! Simmons, do something. Two years of information all at once. Lying. Lying. Lighthouse. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today from processing... Coulson. A symbol that must carry on. Ghost Rider, take the deal. Take the deal. I'm dead anyway. I'm dead anyway. I'm dead anyway.
0: What the hell? You can't do that. You can't just shut Coulson down. It may be unpleasant, but he needs to go through this. You can't Both just... Both of you
2: shut up. That's an order. Coulson or not, anything L&D related is a director level decision. That's not up for debate. Are we clear? Agent Simmons, you're going to tell us everything you know right now.
1: GBN presents Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Today's binge.
0: Marvel's Agents of Sheen.
3: Welcome back to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Uh, we have been on a brief hiatus, and we really missed two people, uh, but uh, it was good for us because it enabled us to catch up on uh, the last little bit of Agents of SHIELD, because that's what we're going to be talking about, the season seven uh, season 7 uh, premiere of Agents of SHIELD, but uh, before we get into that, I guess that we need to introduce ourselves, because in two weeks you've probably forgotten who we are. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Martin, and as always, I'm with my lovely wife, Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Good morning, Martin. So, as everyone who's listened to us, uh, and I don't know how many of that there actually is. Six, at least. uh, Right? Yeah. Anytime we uh, send it to one of our family members. Right. Anyway, Anyway, so uh, we usually start this out with uh, giving my lovely wife a chance to uh, say whatever's on her mind, and this is no different, so the floor is yours, my dear. Why, thank you, my darling. How are you? I'm fine.
1: Awesome. Thanks for look. thanks for noticing me. I did notice you all the time. Uh, you had, well
3: you cast quite quite a shadow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever. You're so goofy. All right. Well, uh today I I just I think I just wanna address uh that we are on day seven thousand nine hundred and fifty three of the pandemic shutdown, stay in your house quarantine. Um we here in Virginia, um, I think, are starting to get. Um,
3: They've opened up a little bit. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, we've had a little bit of of. Uh, uh, but June tenth, I think, is the the uh, day that they're we're all looking forward to. I think, See? but it's all masks. So. Yeah,
3: so we we are. Oh, that's
1: another thing I wanted to talk about. What's that? The masks. I think this is a awesome thing in a way. It's like saying who you are without having anybody to see your face like oh you're a big football fan or oh you um like I have an autism mask and I gave one to you right, right and I wore it to
3: work and that's the first thing it is that's where I got it from and I knew exactly what it was for
1: right and that's so and awesome and I couldn't
3: tell a mother then I got it from my daughter and that was where she bought it from I had no idea
1: right there, uh, right there. Uh. so anyway so that's kind of um very exciting for me and uh, I, I, I kind of think it's neat. I, I think it's neat that we can all kind of express ourselves in a way without having a smile on our face. Or where anybody can see the smile
3: on our face, that's for sure. Um, well, that actually, that brings up a thing because that work They were saying something about that. I was making faces at people. I said, you can't see what I'm doing. I got a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> they said that they could see my eye roll. Though, so. <laughs>
1: Well, pretty soon we'll get an eye mask. Right. <laughs> and You can just have a full face, um, pretend face on your on your mask. Anyway, so, so anyway, uh, so that's that. And then, um, so anyway, another thing that happened this weekend is I got had ordered these candles from um, a girl that um, my that our daughter knows online, and she has a Facebook page with that. Her name is Tamara Childress. Um, and she's on her uh, Facebook page. She sells these candles, and man, they are really nice. Very, very fragrant, beautiful candles. Very homemade. Love that they're homemade looking, and because they are. And I, I just love it. they they have a beautiful scent to them. I got sweet pea and lavender. What is
3: what is this, this one? Here?
1: Okay, th- this candle um looks like a pickle. <laughs> it does look like a pickle, but it's actually a beeswax candle. As you can see the beeswax um on it and then it has a very beautiful fragrance on it Uh, i can't tell you exactly what it is almost like a eucalyptus type of a smell and it's it's uh it's in a it's kind of green looking which which i'm anyway i'm supposed to light it on thursday because it's a money candle okay i don't know what that means but anyway i don't care i'm just gonna do it what i was told to do but anyway it's beautiful and i and so
3: she sells these sells these candles yeah she sells facebook. she sells
1: them on her facebook page and um i'm assuming she ships them i'm assuming i i don't know because elizabeth brought them to me she ordered them but anyway um i'm really really pleased with it it's um it was m- m- well spent the money was well spent and the um the smells are just gorgeous. I just love them. Uh, and Elizabeth had a honeysuckle one. I want that too. But anyway, that's my mom's favorite fragrance. Anyway, so that and roses. She likes honeysuckle and roses. So <clears throat> that's all. That's so all that's I have your today.
3: product plug for um, today. Yeah. Well, I, yeah.
1: That's my product plug. I I um. I just thought people should know since we're all trying to buy local and, right, and support the little guy.
3: Local as you get there. Yeah. Okay, so uh, as I said, today's show, we're going to be talking of season seven, episode one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've been waiting for it since the season six ended. Uh, Oh,
1: can I also mention this? Yes, what's that? Um, You guys need a haircut really bad. What's that got to do with
3: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I
1: don't know, because they all had nice looking haircuts for their 1930s look.
3: Yeah, uh... Okay, well, so, never
1: mind. That's Max all, I bald. Gotta, all, <laughs> gotta, all I gotta say. that, with that. That's, hard.
3: that's not fair to everyone compare to needs, that. Everyone
1: needs a haircut. All
3: I gotta say about okay. that get a haircut, right? Get a haircut. <laughs> okay, so anyway, as before, I was so rudely interrupted with my uh, uh, hygiene, uh, remark. That's
1: not hygiene, that's uh,
3: grooming. Uh, grooming, oh, excuse me, sorry, grooming. Uh, well, I kind of look like a shaggy dog. <laughs> well, you don't stink
1: like one.
3: Well, no, I said, you know, deodorant works wonders. Okay, so, like I said, so we're talk- going to be talking about uh, Season 7, Episode <laughs> 1 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I want to cover briefly kind of what led us up to this point. Uh, into Season 5, which they thought was going to be the last season, so they kind of wrapped everything up. Phil was dying, so they went ahead and sent him off to an island in May, and he, pa- and he passed away. Uh, and they initially thought that was going to be the end of it. Of course, then ABC said, no, how you guys want to do season six and seven? And they said, okay. But then they had to rethink everything. But they said, well, when we do season seven, season seven is going to be the end of it. So they said, okay, we'll do that. So anyway, so they they ended season five with Phil dying. Season six, they brought uh, Clark Gregg back again. He still looked like Coulson, but he was actually, uh, some kind of incorporeal being that had taken...
1: His DNA, right, somehow uh, or another. Th-
3: through the uh, oh, fear, yeah, th- fear portal. Thing, yeah. Because right? that's where these aliens or whatever lived. Uh, it was, uh, so that was uh, Pachakutik. That, oh, that, yeah. that was his alien that name. was that was his alien name? That was his alien name. He was Sarge. Uh, yeah, there, yeah. But Pachakutik was his alien name. So anyway, so at the end of that episode, uh, May end up getting stabbed, uh, basically fatally. Uh, they dispatch Patch Kutik uh, Mac ran through with a sword uh, so at the end of season six Gemma shows up right after all this happens and she's kind of looking all fut- uh, futuristic brings a that same kind of uh, chirogenic pod that uh, fits traveling in the space set, right. put May into the pod so okay so she's going to be fine we're going to lower core temperature when she's ready we'll take care of that bring them all back to the ship, and at the end of season six, they introduce them to the LMD Coulson. And that's where they stop it. All right. Okay, so now, at the beginning of season seven, this is where we're at. The show, uh, they travel back in time, and she kind of explained it at the end of season six, but she explains it again here at the beginning of season seven. They're in 1931. Uh, Prohibition is the law of the land. Uh, and the show starts, and if anyone had seen the trailer for the first episode, it's already knows this because this is what they showed. Uh, you had three policemen held up in a closed pharmacy. They were waiting for someone to show up when the little bell that was attached to the door rang. They thought it was their guy and it ended up being three Chromacons who, uh, you know, they thought they was going to just chase them off and say, Hey, you guys need to get out of here. But of course, uh, two of the Chromacons killed two of his, his police buddies and then forced him to his knees and brought out a device and basically took his face. It's kind of like face off but a lot less bloody
1: right and they just right.
3: Erase, it's called an erasure they yeah. just erased his face <clears throat> so that that's how this... I've, sh- I've seen that
1: um that item that they used before my
3: grandma had one
1: um, I, it, actually it, was to, <laughs> it was supposed to get rid of a um, bomb or something well actually no, it, no 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 it was a it was an infrared uh uh made your joints feel better. Right, well, that
3: actually it was good because it kind of looked like uh, George's fart gun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A minion's one? <laughs> yes.
3: So that's, Which
1: is still hidden because I'm not going to listen to that. Right.
3: So, okay, so anyway, so um, when they go back to the Zephyr, they, again, Daisy, they kind of replay. Daisy reactivates the Colson LMD and he starts out where he's, you know, he doesn't know what's going on he's saying hey hi hi guys uh but it's when he starts thinking about what's go all oh, that's happened. because
1: cause they've had to actually input this memory right. Into into right
3: so and it's all coalescing at once so he's struggling and of course apparently you know gemma i mean excuse me gemma knew it was going to happen but she wasn't prepared for it to quite be so traumatic for mm-hmm. colson and max sitting there saying hey Quitted. We need to fix this. We need to fix this. And he said, I don't, don't know how. He said, he's just he's struggling to his, his memories. It's going to take a moment. So Mac shuts him down. Mm-hmm. And of course, Daisy gets a little upset. Hey, you can't be shutting Colson down like that. <laughs> he said, No, uh, this is a directo, director level thing with when it deals to LMDs. Shut up. I uh, said, There's no argument there. So then he asks Jim, Okay, tell me exactly what all has gone on mm-hmm. since we last saw you. So she tells him, Okay, so the. Chronicons have decided they want to make earth their new home but they know that shield is in the way so what they want to do is go back in the past eliminate okay
1: them. wait a minute this is what I was gonna ask you okay all right I think I missed this part of the show which is how did the chromacons get the ability to oh when oh I know how. They got the ability to travel through time when they were when Fitz and yeah, yeah okay, originally okay, okay, okay. they were originally
3: scanning Fitz and again this is and uh,
1: Fitz and Gemma to see if they had the knowledge right to this do was it. in
3: season six right, right. see if they had the knowledge which is also what gave them all the knowledge of what Shield's pro, you know protocols right are everything right for. right uh, that and the fact that they got Fury's little black box which yeah, also contains the, right, which, so anyway so so they traveled back they decided they were going to go back in time to eliminate Shield from ever being formed. Which would eliminate them being a problem to them when they want to take over the Earth and turn it into Chronica Three. Right. I uh, remember originally the original uh, Chronica idea was they wanted to go back in time and stop their Chronica Two from being destroyed. Right. And then they decided, no, yeah, forget let's that. Just go ahead and, and yeah, and yeah take is, over the. We're going to take over. Yeah, we're going to just take over the Earth and make it our home planet. Yeah. Uh, so that's what they're planning on doing. Now, uh, Enoch had. Come up with a plan to stop them, but it involves separating Gemma and Fitz, which is, seems to be part for the course for them.
1: I know.
3: Wrong. Uh, so the whole first episode, we never do see Fitz. We know he's around somewhere, but they don't know where he's at, and they said they can't know where he's at. So anyway, so they set up this, this is effort one to be to jump through time, and what they did is they basically followed the Chronicons where they went, which was 1931 New York. Right. Okay. So they know that they're in 1931 New York. They know they want to change something. They don't know what they want to change or how they're going to change they it. They
1: don't know what the cr- Chronicons Right, to are change. going to do the change, yeah.
3: right. So they're already be kind of behind the eight ball to begin with. Now, that's why Gemma and them designed the Colson LMD, because he had a vast knowledge of S.H.I.E.L.D. history. All right. And they were kind of hope. and of course, he also had looked at the... A little black box. Right,
1: right, right.
3: So right. they were hoping that... Well, you know,
1: now between him and Mac, because Mac looked at the...
3: Well, Mac didn't get a chance to really look at it because the, uh, the Chronicons took it. Okay. Uh, not as much as Coulson had. of course. Sure. Uh, and of course, Coulson was a history buff anyway. Right. Uh, so anyway, so that's what they kind of brought him back for. And of course, uh, what really messed Coulson up uh, before Mac shut him down the first time was that Daisy told him that he was an L.M.D. Right. And, of course, he had knew, all he knew is that when he was going to die and they were trying to save him, he did not want to be brought back. Right. He said, I already did it once. To do anymore, I feel like I'm cheating right. uh, fate too much. I don't want to be brought back. Right. So, of course, when they activate him the first time, he's wondering, okay, what am I doing? I said I didn't want to be brought back. And, of course, Max shuts him down. So now that they know kind of where they're at and they need to somehow find out what the Chromacoms are doing, Mac goes back and turns Coulson back on. Right. And he said, okay, you all all right? Said, yeah, I'm all right. He said, but I shouldn't be here. He said, yeah, I know. He said, uh, I didn't want this. He said, I know, and I respected it. And he said, that's because you don't, you don't like, like robots. robots. <laughs> right, you don't like robots. So right. no, uh, but he said, okay, uh, Gemma thinks that you can help us, and you taught me to trust your team. So I trust her, but I want to hear it from you. Can I, trust, can I trust you? Uh, right. He said, yeah, I'll do anything for the team. But if we survive this, I want to reevaluate what I'm going to do. All right. And he says, well, so ma, So that's where that is. Okay, so what are we going to do? He says, so now we need to find out, we need to stop the Chromacons before they change anything. Gemma and Enoch come in and tell him we're too late. They've already changed something. They Police banned, I don't know, So was there, I guess it was a radio at that time. I'm not sure exactly how they picked that up. Yeah. But anyway, they got the police report that three faceless bodies were found uh, in a pharmacy. Okay, so Jim leads into to the new control center. Uh, Enoch is sitting in there with a big pair of headphones on. Looked like they uh, came from the 60s. They used to have a <laughs> pair of those. And he's talking really loud because he's got the headphones. I do that all the time. You always tell me, he said, what are you yelling at me for? I'm not yelling! <laughs> of course, he's... Uh, uh, walking them, old friends and new, but talking very loudly and Jim is sitting there point Ena pointing at his headphones, said, Oh, sorry for the volume <laughs> uh, so anyway, so they need to get up they need to get onto the ground to find out where the corner cons are going. So they get tell Deke to go out and get us some clothes. They get the clothes. They tell Daisy that she's gotta lose her purple streaked hair, which uh, she was kind of disappointed about that, but he said that you can't be looking like that in the 1930s, he told Yo-Yo that she couldn't go because she was still uh, recovering. Un- right, recovering from the Shrike infection at right. the end of season six, and said that Gemma needed to clear her. Anyway, so, so they go ahead and get dressed up and uh, go out into the city of New York. And the first place they're heading is to wherever they found the three bodies, right. the faceless bodies. So they're walking over. They're walking toward the area, and of course, Coulson is marveling at everything.
1: And why wouldn't he? I would too. So,
3: and of course, uh, they talked about said that uh, mentioned something about gears. He said, "I don't have gears, do I?" And Max wants keep it down about the gears thing. We don't want to derail the uh, the future before we even get there. So anyway, so then uh, Deke is telling about his theory of time. Right. which he called a stream theory. He said, imagine time is a stream. And we're just sticks thrown into it. He said, as long as the stream's going to end up where it's going to end up, as long as we don't get together and form a dam, we, we can splash around a little bit and be right. fine. And of course, Max saying, okay, I, I know where this is going. You are forbidden to issue any patents while we're here. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is that Season six, yeah, he took some stolen shield ideas and started a company with them. You do that one time, and suddenly you get a reputation where you're gonna do that all the time. All right. So he said, "Okay, so I'm not gonna do that. It's fine." Anyway, so they they get into the uh, they're getting ready to head into the pharmacy, uh, and the, Deke had printed out them some lovely plastic badges that looked like they came from the bottom of a cracker jack box. <laughs> and of course, they're sitting there making fun of him about what what the heck are these things. But uh, Colson goes up to the police officer and shows him his plastic badge and tells him that he's from the canadian Mounted police. Right. And he's, what okay. You, what, <laughs> so what, what are you guys what are you in canadian, Canada doing? What
1: are Canadians doing that.
3: <laughs> And, of course, Max said, well, did you find some faceless bodies? He said, well, yeah. He said, well, that happens all the time in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Daisy's trying to walk in, and, of course, being in the 30s, he's sitting there, he said, well, why, what's a girl like you want to be a com- Mountie for? What you can't find a husband,
1: <laughs> oh, and that just started the whole "I'm going to kill you" anyway.
3: Of course, being a uh, a girl from the present, she didn't take too kindly to being talked down to. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she basically told him that uh, you know I would love to be able to hold a husband, but they all it would end up with broken ribs every time they gave me lip. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounded familiar somehow. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> And I told him to stand aside before a gal like me knocks out a guy like you in front of people like these. <laughs> 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 so he, I'm, I'm really sorry, and steps aside. <laughs> so they go into the building. Uh, they find the three faceless men, and they find one other person, which was actually the person the police were supposed to be meeting. Uh, and he, they didn't take his face, and they wondered why they didn't take his face, because there was only three chrom- Chromacons, and they didn't need his face. Mm. Uh, but he was a bootlegger. Right. At least that's what uh, Daisy is surmising by the fact that he was carrying a, a bunch of booze. A bunch of booze. Okay. So uh, Phil picks up one of the bottles, and there is a fish, a swordfish. Yes, a swordfish on the bottle, and for some reason, it brings up to him a history class he took in the academy, where they said that back in the thirties, let me actually take it back. It wasn't back in the thirties, but it was probably more like in the forties and fifties. But they said that there was a safe house. For the strategic reserve, which was the before Shield, the thing that Shield eventually became, uh, or the, the strategic reserve is what came Shield, uh, where it used to be a speakeasy, and the password to get into it was Swordfish. Now, exactly why he thought that would still be anything to do with what they're doing, I don't know, but it was a lead. Right. So uh, they decided that Mac and Colson were going to go check out the Swordfish lead. And they would leave Deke and Daisy to continue to work uh, on the faceless men. So, meantime, back on the Zephyr, Daisy has stabilized and Enoch is performing the surgery on May. Uh, Yo-Yo is watching the surgery and questioning Jim and said, are you, sure you sure we can trust him? You sure he's Because okay? you know, he is one of those Chromacons, those were the people who were supposed to be stopping. And she goes, no, so if it wasn't for Enoch, I wouldn't be here. And he said, he's fine. Then she uh, told Yoyo, she said, okay, the Shrike stuff that was in your blood is being filtered out, you're going to be okay. She goes, okay, so that means I can go out. Says, yeah, but one more thing. So she shows, opens up a case, and there is a set of uh, humanoid-looking robotic arms. So we got these for you to put on in place of your metal ones. And she initially thinks, no, I don't want to do it. Because she's thinking that if I do that, I'm basically trying to forget what happened to me and I don't want to forget. Right. So Jimmy tells her that a girl with robotic arms in 1931 is going to attract attention. So it's better that you wear these more normal looking arms. But she said, but, you know, think about it and you can tell me if, if you're ready to do that. Okay, so in the meantime, Colson and Mac find this uh, speakeasy. So using the password of uh, Swordfish, and they go in and Colson remembers that the person who was kind of the, who was over the uh, speakeasy was a guy they called Gemini. Uh-huh. So he goes to the bartender and asks him, hey, would we would like to speak to Gemini? And of course, app- apparently meant something to him because he ends up pulling out a double barrel shotgun. Um, and then a couple other of the guys that are pulling out weapons on So they're being held at gunpoint there at, at the, we'll just call it a bar. Uh, meanwhile, still back in the warehouse, Deke has been using a device to kind of ID the faceless men. Of course, and he's not being really careful about how he uses it. He just rams it into the guy's head. Uh, and of course, all Daisy is thinking, this, man, this is taking way too long. Can't we speed this up? In the meantime she hears a siren and another police officer is coming and it's unbeknownst to her, it's the Chromacons. So she goes out there thinking she's going to stall them with her plastic badge. And of course they recognize who she is. So he tells them need to eliminate the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. So one of the Chromacons asked Daisy, said, hey, there's a truck in the back. You want to come back here and investigate it with me? She goes, okay. And the other one goes into the pharmacy and goes after Deke. Deke ends up getting away from him by taking that same device he was using to identify the faceless man and rams it in the guy's face and grabs his stuff and takes out the back door. Right. At the same time, Daisy is fighting the other one uh, because he was he's a chromacon, but he must not have been that smart to pull his gun right in front of a rearview mirror where she could see him pull it. So anyway, so she's fighting him and Deke comes out, so she basically gives him an uppercut powered by her quake powers and knocks him all the way into the back of the truck. So they go ahead and throw a blanket over him and steal the truck and gonna take it back to the Zephyr. Right. So in the meanwhile at the back at the speakeasy, uh Colson members saying, Hey, you know, we didn't wanna cause any trouble And the guy's saying, Well, it doesn't matter because you guys are gonna be dead. So of course Colson thinking, Dead. I, right don't think you know, I, I don't think Yeah, I'm already dead. I don't think
1: that's gonna work out for no, me. So I'm starts, feeling dead already. Right,
3: so he starts walking toward the guy with the shotgun and uh, Mac What are you doing? Said, "I'm testing a theory. I'm already dead." He said, "But I'm hell. I'm not." <laughs> uh, so he grabs a shotgun. The guy gets off a shot and it wings Coulson's shoulder. But of course he's a LMD, L-M-D, L-M-D so it doesn't do bad. anything to him. So uh, then, of course, Matt cleans up the rest of the room uh, by himself. Goes all uh, WWF on it, one guy and uh, slams him to the ground. So then uh, the owner of the establishment comes in uh-huh. and it's a Koenig. Which uh, Ernest Hazard Koenig, and he's the grandfather of the fifty thousand Koenigs that are in the present in Chile. So when he's sitting there, Tom said, "Okay, you know anybody puts blood on my floor, you're going to be putting your own blood on the floor." Uh, and he said, "Hey, he said, it wasn't us; it was them." He said, "They drew first. He said, "We came in peace." Said, oh, did you hear that? You're a bunch of candy canes? They <laughs> came in peas. That took a load off of you. Didn't <laughs> it? Now you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> As you pick yourself off the ground. So they meet uh, Koenig, this version of Koenig. Uh, Yo-Yo has decided. Isn't this
1: Koenig's father? Uh, or the father?
3: No, I think it'd be the grandfather, I think.
1: Okay, but is that he's a real. Person,
3: yes, he's a real because they're real people too, yeah. The kings yeah. are, they, they may seem like clones or some kind of LD thing, I think they are clones, right? Uh, but uh, and they're all played by Pat and Oswald, right? Okay, so yo, who am
1: I, love, <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> uh, he, he was uh, fun and I was glad they brought him back. Uh, so anyway, so yo yo decided to put on her new arms. She asked Gemma, said you know, because Gemma is. Apparently going through the system because Fitz has supposedly left her a message, but she can't find it. So she's kind of frustrated. And he goes, well, are you ever going to try to contact? She goes, no, we can't. Said, uh, you know, the Chromacons might be listening. So we need to keep a low profile. Right. When she says that, here comes Deke and Daisy in the truck with the Chromacon on the back. And she goes, you stole a truck? And she's talking to Deke. Said you stole a truck. This is not low profile. And he said, "What are you talking? To? I'm not the only one here. She's it's her role <laughs> too." So anyway, so what, and of course they pull back the sheet, and it looks like a police officer back there. And Yo-Yo went, "You killed a cop," and he starts twitching, and she can hear the gears or whatever running. He goes, no, that's chroma So, Okay, bring him in here. We're going to secure mm-hmm. him, and we're, we're going to get some answers from him. Back with in Koenig's joint, they're asking him. You know, said uh, of course they're thinking he's thinking that Mac and. Colson had something to do with his guy who was delivering the liquor to the cops, why he got killed. He said, no, there's a new gang in town. And they basically tell him, and we kind of lies to him, tell him, you know, they killed some of our guys, and we want to take them out. We just want to leave things as they are. So he goes, "Well, okay, so I'm hosting a party. You know, basically he's supplying liquor to a party uh, that's a political party for the governor of New York tonight. And, of course, the governor of New York at that time is... Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And they're thinking, well, maybe that's it. Franklin Delano Roosevelt is the one who started the Strategic Reserve, which eventually becomes SHIELD. If the Kunakans take out FDR, then there's no SHIELD. So we need to get into that party. So they end up going with Koenig's men into the party so they're there.
1: Right.
3: Uh, in the meantime.
1: I'm glad I could keep saying right.
3: Right. Sure. Well, uh-huh. you watch
1: it. You're you more than welcome to. Comment on no, why would I? Going? Why would I do that now?
3: This is perfect. So, Go ahead. Jim has decided that she, to get some information. Need some water. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Right, I'm done. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
3: so rude. So, Jim has decided to get information from the Chromacon. She is going to basically overload his brain with useless data. Right. But. It, he doesn't have a port to insert things, so she basically goes all deek on him and takes the... and just rams it in the back of his head. <laughs>
1: That's where I would have put it. Actually, uh, I think I would have put it somewhere else.
3: So anyway, so she's... And putting all this data into the Chromacod, and he's twitching and kind of going... Well, she's trying to get him to slip up and say something. And, of course, Enoch is telling her, so, you know, if you keep doing this, he's going to deactivate, and you're not going to get anything out of him. Uh... So he's twitching and twitching and twitching and finally they said, you need to stop. So she pulls the probe out, but it doesn't matter. By this point, he's,
1: he's already he's in self-destruct
3: mode. Right, basically he's in self-destruct mode. However, before he melts down, he mentions, starts mentioning the name Freddy. He says, okay, so who's Freddy? So, back again, back at uh, the party now, where they're uh, thinking they're going to be protecting FDR. Uh, Daisy and Deke, they brought him in for backup. And they're all dressed up, you know, for the party. Uh, Mac tells Colson and uh, Daisy to go to the door and look for FDR to come in so, you know, they can protect him. And, of course, Daisy is sitting there talking to Colson and saying, you know, like, I'm sorry I turned John. (laughs) So speak, <laughs> I, <hit that. laughs> I didn't
1: mean to turn you off.
3: So basically he said, you know, I know you didn't want to be brought back. I knew that, but when I saw you, I couldn't help myself, and I hit the on button. He said, it's kind of funny that there's an on button anyway, isn't there? <laughs> he, <laughs> said, he said, but that's all right. He said, you know, I remember dying. He said, but I remember leaving you a letter, but I wasn't there to do it. And she goes, yeah, I, said, I got the letter and not to give you a big hit, it was a really nice letter. I said, maybe I'll let you read it sometime. He said, would that be nice. <laughs> said, but hey, this is this uh, LMD thing isn't bad. I look good. You look great. We're all <laughs> together. Uh, then suddenly they announced that FDR is there. And they go, well, how'd he get in here? Apparently he came in through the service entrance and he's walking. And of course, Colson's going, to, he's walking. Said Do you realize that for him to walk, he had to wear leg braces. It wasn't easy. Uh-huh. Said and of course Daisy Tom said, you know, you're fanboying over here. Just uh, right, relax. So anyway, so FDR is uh, doing his little speech and then sitting down for dinner. But the chromacons aren't doing anything. He's going, well, what are they waiting on? Uh, assuming again that FDR is even their target. Said, well, maybe that they're waiting for him to, you know. Go When he leaves, he's going to go back out to the service entrance he came in. They'll get him there. So when Roosevelt starts to stand up and leave, uh, Colson and Daisy kind of head toward the back. And when Mac and Deke sees them uh, go in, they go after him. So they uh, head back to the service entrance, and FDR is getting ready to sit down in his wheelchair all right and of course colson doesn't know what's going on so he races races over telling them to stop and nothing's happening so d I'm, I'm sorry he's a really big fan so he said go that's good to know you have a little too much to drink there buddy down. So He said no i'm fine so you want to help me so he helps him in his chair he shakes colson's hands, so colson will never wash his synthetic hand again <laughs> uh and uh they leave, so you okay. them, we're missing something. So right then, Jimma uh, calls them and says, FDR is not the target, some guy named Freddy. And of course, Colson and them know Freddy is the guy who works at Koenigs, but they don't know what, and in fact, he's at, he's at the uh, Roosevelt thing behind the bar. So, but they don't know what, why they would want Freddy for, and who, for, for that matter, who who is Freddy?
1: Yeah, because they because they thought, oh, he's just a
3: just some a guy they hired off the street. You know, life- that life- hired off
1: the street, because he, he tired took him in because he is his family life was weird or something. Right.
3: So anyway, so in the meantime, while this is happening, a young lady dressed in a, in a red dress comes up to see Freddy, and tells him that tells him that she's his contact, and. Wants to give him something that he's supposed to deliver. Now, is she a Chronicon? I don't know what, we don't know what she is at this point. I don't think she's a Chronicon. The reason I say that is because she ends up getting shot and bleeding.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. So,
3: chances are okay. she's not a Chronicon. Uh, we don't know, except we don't know what her story is yet. Uh, so, anyway, so she comes and gives Freddy, uh, tells Freddy to come back again to, to an isolated spot. And apparently, the Chronicons knew where this was going to happen. So, They basically said as soon as she makes the exchange to Freddy, we need to go ahead and... They call it pulling the thread. Right. So they're going to to kill Freddy. Uh, So right when they shoot the girl and she goes down and they corner Freddy about ready to shoot them when Daisy comes in and she uh, blasts them into the kitchen with with her powers. Right, right, right. Uh, So in the meantime, Mac and Deke Grabbed Freddy and said, okay, we're taking Freddy. You guys meet us back at Caney's. Back at so, of course, Daisy is there fighting both of the Chronicons. Uh, Coulson checks on the woman in red, the woman wearing the red dress, and she's alive. So he goes in there and helps Daisy. Right. So he, uh, and apparently he's still kind of getting used to what he can do because the guy, uh, he's fighting... Uh, Colton takes a punch at him, he holds up a frying pan, and Colton puts his knuckle prints into it. Right. They're looking at his fist. He's going, like, that is so cool. <laughs> anyway, so he ends up speaking of the frying pan. Uh, okay, so we uh, he puts takes care of that guy. In the meantime, Daisy's fighting the other Chronicon, and he's got a meat cleaver. And Daisy picks up a frying pan and is warding him off with it. And all I kept thinking was Tangle, which <laughs> he was using the, the frying pan. And, uh, Flynn Rider is going, yeah, a frying pan. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so right, uh, when it looks like uh, the Chronicot has got the best of her, Colson grabs, grabs his arm and then throws Daisy a metal bar. She does the old baseball stance and slugs him out of the kitchen back into the main hall. Right. Right until a bunch of policemen who they think, hey, this is the policeman that someone got knocked out. So they race in the kitchen to get him. And there's nobody there. So um, Mac and Deke are with Freddy. And he's saying, Freddy, where was you supposed to be doing? So I don't know. I'm just supposed to be delivering this thing. So, well, we probably need to go ahead and make sure that happens. So he asked Freddy, okay, so where are you going? So that's where they're going. They're heading off to wherever Freddy's supposed to meet his contact. Uh, in the meantime, Coulson and Daisy take the girl, the lady in red, back to... Kaneigs, mm-hmm. and of course Koenigs again complaining, hey you, we talked about getting blood on my floor, and then of course he sees Daisy and said, what what's this broad doing in here? There's no broads in here. Where we're talking business, and of course uh, Daisy again roll her eyes, looking at him, and said, hey you're right, this version of Kaneigs sucks. <laughs> uh, so he's asking Coulson is asking Kaneigs said, okay, so these guys are after Freddie. Why would they be after Freddie? Goes, I don't know. He said, he's a nobody. He said can't be for after his old man's money because uh uh old man Malik didn't have any money when he killed himself. And They were like, "Who?" They go, "Malik?" It's okay. What's his what's his full name? He said it's Wilfred Malik. Well, this is when the pieces come together. Wilfred Malik is the father of Gideon Malik, who in the future is the head of Hydra. Said, "So, now and, and this to me this is a little convoluted per se." Because I always thought the Red Skull basically was the initial head of Hydra. Well, said. Are they saying that because without Gideon Malik, that Hydra will die somewhere between World War II and the present? Because he's not there to keep it going.
1: Well, he was probably the financial. Well, he certainly was that. Yeah. Um, back of of Hydra. Right. I mean, I'm guessing that's what we're fine going to find out. That's right. the back.
3: The backstory piece. So anyway, so they know that okay, because of because he is uh, Guinea Malek's father or uh, you know father said that if he's killed, Hydra is never formed, which means there's no need for the SSR, which means it doesn't turn into Shield. So and that's of course the goal for the Chronicons is to make it where Shield never exists. said, so to save Shield, we need to save Hydra, and of course they're going well. That's great. Uh, and uh, the final scene in the show basically is, of course, Enoch had performed the surgery on May. He went back in to check to see how she's doing, and her chamber was empty. So Enoch's looking around, trying to find her, and calling her. "Agent hey, uh, May, is Enoch. Trust, you know, chronicon, sentient chronicon, and trusted friend. Where you?" And he can't find her. He said, "Great. I had one job: was to keep track of May, and I couldn't do it." So he leaves and they look pan up into the ceiling and Mae is uh, hanging up in the corner of the ceiling with a kind of a wild look on her face. But we don't know what's going on, why she's hiding what's going on. So that's basically where the episode ends. So as a whole, what did you think of the first episode?
1: Well, I, of course, think that all episodes are awesome. So, um, But I, I like how they... Um, they segued into it. I, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, I like I, the whole
3: thirties you know, little vibe. title I liked, card. I yep. thought it was, was a great. Yep, yep,
1: that was pretty cool. Um, I like the fact that, um, of course, I like that Colson's back as himself, so to speak. So to speak. Um, he is, um, even though he's an LMD, I sure do appreciate the fact that he is I'm really in, very interested in where Fitz is. Well, see, is also, he in some bunker somewhere yeah. where he's just staying safe?
3: Said, that's one of the questions, of course, we still got going. Like I said, I'm, as you said, I'm glad that uh, Clark Gregg is back as pretty much basically Coulson, even though he's having the issues of reconciling all of his memories and everything. Uh, I also thought it was funny that when he did his little crack about the new, you know, it'll be a new deal uh, when he shows up and yeah. they're all looking at him. And he's thinking because they don't laugh that it must be glitch. He said, no, that's Coulson. That's what he, <laughs> that's what he does. That's kind of like him doing the oh, uh, when they told him that uh, Mac, used to be called Mac Hammer, when mm-hmm. he was picking up the uh, uh, stuff in the bag, he said, hey, Mac Hammer, don't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> I that was funny. Right, he said, that's, that's what uh, Colson does. Uh, Mac learned that racism was alive and well in 1931. Yeah, he found that right. Uh, though... Uh, no one ever actually got to completely say what they were going to say. Only because
1: he stood up right. and it showed uh, him how big his ass <laughs> was.
3: <laughs> right, and and both times, right, it was a case where they look at uh and not,
1: I think so, I'm <laughs> just gonna go ahead and skip that whole thing, right?
3: Now. Right. So though it wasn't enough to he basically said, you know, of course the, he's all concerned about changing the timeline. He said we wanna make sure we make ripples, not waves. Right. We said, Ripples or waves be damned so the next nineteen thirties person come up there and suddenly he's gonna deckle. <laughs> uh and They all looked really good in the 1830s. Yeah, well,
1: you know, that's when you dressed nicely. And uh, we should go back to that
3: today. Uh, The whole Save Hydra angle, I think, was kind of ruined a little bit because they already showed that in previews for it yeah Before the show yeah started. yeah that, that, was almost, little,
1: that was almost like a climax of that episode, which was not climax right because, because we already knew because, about because, it yeah so which is, I, I don't like it when they I don't like it when they give me too many clues for right, the next, and, and season, and for this, the next right and in
3: this case to me that that was kind of something that they should have been left out there. but nonetheless, okay, so there are questions that remain. Sure. Uh, after the first episode, which you know like have more episodes if you're not gonna have questions. okay, the woman in red who is
1: yeah. she? well just like i was saying that i thought that, that i thought Gideon malik's um father i thought he was i thought he was uh, a younger howard stark i that was what my thought was and then i was like well he would have been again too young for this Right. he would have been him and both uh carter would have been like right or now i said
3: no the woman right could be like peggy carter's mom i don't know uh, see there's she is of some importance otherwise i wouldn't think of a reason why colson would have uh, grabbed her to bring her back to uh, the green vial of whatever it was that she gave Freddy. What's in that? Oh, if it's Super Soldier Serum. or Well, it... you
1: remember? See, and this was the thing I was going to ask you about. Remember in um, Captain America, the first one, where the guy from Hydra had the vial of of right, of, super soldier of his. Serum. Oh yeah. Give me. Oh yeah, I wasn't listening to the words right. you were saying. I wasn't listening to the words you were saying because I had to get my thought out. Right. And it, again. So, wasn't this. Was the Super Soldier serum green or blue, though? I thought it was blue. I thought
3: it was blue, too. But, I mean, again.
1: It could have been the first. Right. Uh, I mean, because right, they were very. They're
3: different. And, you know, because the Red Skull took a version of it. Too. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. That could have been it.
3: Right. So, <laughs> then, of course, you know, what's going on with May? Is she, well,
1: obviously, she is either. She's either um, half dead, because uh, she had purple around her lips up there on the ceiling.
3: Right.
1: I'm not and sure. And of course,
3: also the fact she woke up and she's in a capsule and she doesn't really know what's going on. She don't know she's been captured by somebody. She's, so it doesn't, I mean, I guess it's a natural reaction if you're a normal defensive person anyway, to prepare for the worst. But she
1: does, yeah, and I'm not sure if she knew where she was. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, she knew, obviously, she thought she was in danger. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been hiding up in the rafters. Oh, true. So, I mean, so, again, like I, said, I think it has more to do with the fact that she was a little confused after coming out of, mm-hmm. of surgery. Uh, also, what's her reaction going to be when she sees Phil? I mean, because, I mean, unless you know he's an LMD and the fact, that, of course, that you knew he died, he acts like Phil. So uh, I don't know if she's going to shy away from him, or exactly what her reaction is going to be. Uh, we'll find out, won't we? What are the Chromacons? What 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 are there? Are, there, are they singled in on Freddy? Or is there are there other uh, ways of getting rid of Shield that they're like have backup plans for?
1: Well, they've had a lot. They've had plenty of time. To figure it out. Well,
2: they and only got eleven
3: con- episodes have- left to
1: figure it no, out. No, I yeah. mean they've they they have control of time, so right. well, uh, see, which I, is a bad thing,
3: right? And actually, and that's something that uh, and I thought I read somewhere somehow that, or another
1: they're going to have to go to the future and get that that make that whole scene go away that where they got that information. They
3: haven't uh, said it yet, but I thought I read somewhere that the like the Zephyr is almost like a time machine. It's a time machine, but it's also almost like on a timer. Where you've got to get back right, so long. Long, You got to oh. get back to it before it moves on. Uh, now they didn't say anything about that, so I don't know if that's true or not. But if that's the case, that puts a whole different spin on how long you've got to stick around stick around with wherever no, you're I at. Know.
1: The way that um, Gemma was talking is like we have all the time that we. Right, need. Well,
3: and that's kind of what she talked about as far as you know them preparing everything. Um, but I'll be curious to see if that is the actual case. With the zephyrs, if it's on like a timer, where he said you only got so long to do what you got to do, and of course the main question, and you already asked, it, is where the heck is Fitz? Uh, and yeah. I'm gonna be really upset if they go this whole thing and don't put them back together again at the end. Uh, that wouldn't be. That would be almost a quantum leap. And thing, agree. right? Yep. That would yeah,
1: just... I I would agree with that. I I hopefully that's not the case. I mean, we know that. Uh... We we know that they've got, they can't be together right now because it's safer that way. Because if Gemma and him are together, they're both, they're both the brains really right right, now. And and
3: also makes you wonder, you know, Enoch is with Gemma. Who's with Fitz? I mean, it's not Enoch because Enoch's with Maybe it's Enoch's clone. Well, I mean, I guess you could create another, uh, you know. I, I would almost not be shocked if that was the case. If there's like two versions of Enoch, one with Gemma and one with Fitz. But again, I guess these are all things we'll find out in the next eleven episode. Uh, or it's or is uh, Fitz in some kind of framework right now. Trying, I know, I see like trying
1: a, to control what's going on.
3: Well uh, no, at the end of season six when they showed the little thing where they were heading back into nineteen you know, to the nineteen thirties. Mm-hmm. She actually I thought she talked to Fitz briefly in that little clip. Who? Gemma. Yeah, she did. Uh, so, as you say, I wonder, as, as you say, I would hate to think they would have done done that to him, putting him back in the fr- a framework kind of situation. Well, maybe
1: they need him in the framework so that he can do what he needs to do safely, so they can hide his body somewhere in a closet, and he can be actually kind of feel free because he's... Diff- in a
3: closet? Right next to the brooms and the mops. Right? Well, that's
1: where they put Ada.
3: <laughs> well, the, there, well, there is that. Okay, so anyway, so that's uh, episode one of season seven. I said there's eleven. Of course, episodes. Ada was at LMD then. <laughs> uh, there's eleven episodes left of this season, and uh, like I said, I'm going looking forward to each and one, and then kind of sad when it all yeah. ends.
1: It'll make me want them to do more and.
3: I'm going to be uh saying you know, with uh, Disney Plus there's you no know, I guess you're never saying never. Um uh, so anyway, so uh next week we will talk about episode two of season seven. Uh, until then, I'm Martin. And I'm Kathy. And we'll catch you next time on Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Bye. Bye.